This is Kevin Campbell and you're listening to Chewing the Cud with the Irish Toffees. Come on, you blues. Welcome back, folks. Chewing the Cud. Uh, this week, we're going to look at uh, back on the sports game, the draw last week, and look forward to uh, Man City on Sunday. Uh, joined today by Chris and Richie. Afternoon, boys. Hey, boys. How are things? Afternoon. All right. All good, all good. I just want to... Uh, Collie can't make it today, but I just want to uh, congratulate Collie. He did his uh, skinny dip there a couple of weeks ago. Uh, it was freezing cold that day, I believe. So, uh, raised a few bob. So, uh, well done, Collie. And uh, we'll talk to him more about it next week. Okay. Uh, I know it was kind of a bit away, Richie, with the sports game. Um, to be honest with you, taking a draw beforehand going into the match and like, it just shows how, how well we play. We're disappointed coming back after the game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I suppose disappointed, but at the same time, kind of happy enough with, with what we got. Mm. Um, you know, I suppose when there's, when it's there for the take and you always kind of feel that you should be going on, especially at home and with the penalty, um, the, way it, the way it went down and everything. And I suppose you look at Spurs, I don't think they, it's not as if they threatened us. They would no shot at goal. So, I mean, in hindsight, you kind of say, right, you know, it's probably a game that we should have gone and maybe could have gone for the juggler and stuff. But at the same time, mm-hmm. I think given we're, the position we were coming from, I'm kind of happy with it. It's, I suppose we're often in the position where you kind of say, right, it, the, the performance doesn't matter here, you know. But I think that we obviously needed a performance given how poor we'd been for, for a couple of weeks previously and we needed a result as well. I think we got both. We've seen a, a marked improvement from everybody just attitude, spirit, people willing to put their foot in and just, it's the minimum requirement and it just shows how how far that will go in this league. You know, again, it's hard to kind of gauge where sports are and what they're at, but, you know, you have to think that if we had a percentage of that kind of effort for the last 10 minutes against Watford, we'd have three more points in the board, which is kind of the frustrating thing. But no, it was it was much better. Saw some players come in, do really well, Delph in particular. Um, and... Yeah, I mean, look, it just, for me, it just stops the rot. That was the key. Stop the rot, and then you start again. We have a two-week break, hopefully get some bodies back, but it seems like we've lost a couple as well. But, look, it's it's a point on the board, and from those run of fixtures against uh, Watford Wolves, um, West Ham, Spurs is probably the one where you say, you know, this is the one where we probably drop points, but mm. it, it turned out that it's the one that we, that, that we, that we probably should have won. But, look, much improved. To be fair, it couldn't have got any worse. And take the point and move on. Yeah, I think we said a couple of times, Chris, that like uh, I know, and a few people said online and different social media forms that the, the atmosphere, like Goodison, hasn't been the best. But like when when you get players putting in effort like that, and the fans get going, it kind of it's a double double thing. Like we we get them going, they get us going. So and that's exactly what happened. Just the atmosphere, I thought was very very good. Yeah, although we didn't, uh, it was a shame about the penalty thing, which we'll touch, touch on later on. Um, I quite enjoyed the second half, to be honest. Mm. Just we've, we've rocked up the Goodison too many times and you're just sitting there and it's the player look, as you said, the players don't help, knocking the ball around, slow pace, no, you know, no urgency about them or anything. But I think the second half, we really, uh, we really got stuck in and we really tried to press from the front and obviously look, we were all pissed off after the, the referee and overturning the penalty in that. But 
it's not rocket science. When we play front foot football, we get about and we put our foot in that the crowd react. That's that's all you want to see. We were kind of hoping, although we were away, to see that get that reaction against Wolves, and it wasn't to be. So it was a really, really good atmosphere. Really, it was intense. It was, you know, that's what Goodison's about. We're not really a fan base that just be like the other shower, you know, with scarves and hats and bleeding badges and big flags for Sky and you know and we're not like that we're just pure aggro really aren't we we love a good rock like there was a bit of uh, uh, aggro before the match down by you uh, some nutcase came in and oh, yeah. he was, uh, the, the bit too much inside and whatever he had inside Mental, yeah. Yeah, but, um, yeah that's it like you want an atmosphere like that to be honest Chris because uh, like I said, it gets us going, gets the players going, and it just we bounce off each other. And that's like I said, that's what Coulson is all about. And overall, I was, I was, I was pleased. I would have taken a draw, but I was pleased with the performance, the reaction more so that they they looked a lot better. They showed, they cared, they got a foot in. They, you know, we looked hungry. We got about them a bit more. Like the way things were aligned with Tottenham having a new manager and Kane hadn't scored in the league and we were off the back of three, we were all kind of fearing the worst. And it's mm. it's not look, it's natural, you know. You're always going to be on a downer when you're having a poor run of farm. But although we didn't have a massive amount in the game, we we restricted them as well. I know they've been struggling kind of in front of goal, but the players they have on paper and and Son, you know, Lucas Moore, that's a great front three. The players they have, even off the bench, the squad they have compared to us. And I just felt that we really lacked that bit in the second half. They were there for the taking and we just didn't have enough forward options on the bench. Obviously, Delve couldn't play 90 minutes and Gabamon had a stinker against uh, Wolves. So, you know, we kind of wasted a sub there and then Holgate getting sent off. So, we didn't have enough about us to bring off the bench, unfortunately, to tip the game in our favour. If the Corey had been there, if Dom, maybe with a bit more energy about us, possibly we could have uh, we could have nicked we could have nicked it. Or if the penalty went our way, it's a different game. That goes in, you're one nil up, and the atmosphere goes up another notch. But look, it wasn't to be, unfortunately. But it was a good point. It's uh, unfortunate that we don't have a. A better game now after the break to try and build a bit of momentum again. <laughs> There's probably been a another Finch Farm Royal Rumble over the international break, but mm. yeah, look, we weren't we weren't beaten. We stopped the rot, and there was a few positive signs there to to take from it. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we could actually when the lineups come out, we usually have a bit of a moan. Oh, oh I can't believe he is playing. I can't. But I thought I was happy enough. Rich um, Gordon on the right, which is a bit strange. I thought. Um, he kind of, he didn't get forward as much on the right hand side as he did on the left. I don't know whether it was more sitting back to protect Seamus or, or he, he just didn't seem to get forward as much. Yeah, I think when he, when he's there, he's given given a role to do, and I suppose there is a lot of it that's defensive as well. Mm. So maybe it's getting that balance and making sure that we, you know, I suppose that he has two aspects to it, but it is, I suppose, a bit of protection for Seamus as well. So to be honest, I was just happy to see him there because you know that if. You know that he has the capabilities of adding something going forward as well, and we just needed the change. I think the crowd needed to see him in the team sheet as well, mm. just to, just to get rid of that moan at the start. You know, I think Delft deserved his his place as well after his performance against Wolves. To be honest, whether he was capable of starting is is 
is what I was worried about. Would he would he be up for it? But yeah, I mean, done really really well for the for the for the hour that he was on, um, and yeah, I think I think having Delph playing in that kind of role, kind of as a whole, a midfielder as well, it allowed Alan a little bit more freedom to to to, to do a bit more more his natural role that, that we see. So it's all about balance, you know, and it's just having those players on the field that allow you to do it. I think. I don't know, it's easy to say that Benitez is stubborn about trying to play Rondon earlier in the season and he was trying to shoehorn a Wobi in and stuff like that. We don't know enough about what's going on and our players kind of ready for it and stuff. So just kind of have to take it as what we see. But it, it just the, the whole balance is an awful lot better when, obviously, when you have the right fellas there. Midfield, you know, when they click, it allows us to play an awful lot more. You know, it, it hadn't done for, for previous games and they we ship goals and people look like scoring against us at will just running through us. And it just allowed us a, a much kind of settled, better shape, better set up, better structure, you know, the, the whole way through it. And, and we were much better. Yeah. Delph, I think Chris, uh, I know we spoke earlier before we come on. I, Delph was excellent. He was, I thought he was man to match. I think he actually did get man to match when, uh, his inclusion after, like he, like Richie said, he played earlier the previous game. So he, like he kind of deserved to start and, and he just stepped up to the plate. That's that's the player we've been we've been wanting to see for a long, long time. Yeah, look, I think we it's not like it's not his football ability that we had the issue with. It's he just seemed content to be sitting on the treatment room all the time. Mm. And you know, we we were hoping this player was going to come in with experience. He won one league titles with City. You know, you don't play in that City team if you're if you're brutal played Champions League, played in Europe, good experience head and seemed to be a bit of a leader and didn't see anything from him when he came in. He's been injured and then he's had incidents that sort of on social media and stuff where he's posted this or that and but we kind of know that players are all in for their cause and he just came across as not really caring, you know, about the club and the fans and really investing in it but um, I thought he was really good he just we haven't got that natural anchor that's the position we really need because we know Alan isn't a sitter as Rich touched on He's he has a lot more to his game than just sitting Decore is box to box he was wasted last year in that role Yabaman just doesn't look up to it Davis I just don't think he has the physicality or the technical ability probably to play that role he's done it last year at times well but Consistently at a good level over the season, I don't, I don't think he's the man personally. So Delph is probably the was the best man in that job, and then enabled Allen to play a bit further forward. It gave the protect the back four. I thought Keane and Godfrey looked a lot better. I was worried about them after the last few games. Two of them had really good games, having Delph sitting in front of them and. He just showed a little bit of composure on the ball, his ability to turn out situations or retain possession or just spread the ball out wide. Just had that bit of experience, a bit of know-how to organise and play the right ball. It enables, you know, Gordon and Townsend to stay more wide instead of coming inside. And so, yeah, I thought he was really good for you, really good interceptions, read the ball well. He's not, he doesn't shy away, whatever we think of him, he doesn't shy away. And things haven't gone well for us. We've too many players. I feel like go hiding, so you can't point that finger at him. So whether it's just he can maintain a level of fitness and and in fairness, if he gets a good run of games together, eight ten games, 
you would expect him to get even better as he gets sharper, as he gets more fit, as he gels a bit more with the team. People will say, is he playing for a contract? Well, I think that ship has sailed. He has to go regardless in the summer because a fella at his age, he's he's not going to just continue now without injuries. He's going to pick up. Even in the last training video that came out the other day, I hadn't seen him in it. So he's probably cropped again. <laughs> but hopefully not. But look, as we always say, we criticise players enough. Credit where it's due. You know, We don't yeah. want to be bashing people. If they play well, you know, we'll hold our hands up and say, well, give them credit where it's due. But it's just mm. being consistent with all of them, doing it week after week. You know, I touched on Kane, Godfrey. Godfrey had one of his better performances since all year, probably. Yeah. We know Kane has had a struggle. He's made a lot of mistakes. He, I thought he had a really good game. But that's the level we expect every game. He, he could make a howler now in the next yeah. game and cause us a goal. We can't be having that, you know, but... Look, again, that's just where we're at at the minute. But going back to Delph, yeah, look, credit where it's due. I thought he was really good. And just a quick one on Gordon as well. It was good to see him last the 90 minutes. Um, yeah. Obviously, he wasn't massively massively involved from a forward perspective. He had a volley at the back post there that he, he didn't catch it well, unfortunately. I think he needs that goal. But I think he defended well. He got back and he covered Coleman a good few times. So mm. I think we were... Both teams were probably more focused on not losing as opposed to trying to win the game. You know, they got a bit of a bashing against United as well. So I think we were kind of going back to basics, just keep our shape, don't concede. And if we can score, well, brilliant, you know. But again, overall, the draw was probably just about fair, I think, you know. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think, I think with Gordon as well, boys, that he, he needs or deserves a run of games now, a run of starts yeah. to try yeah. to get to fit into the site, you know, that it's hard to do a kind of bit part here and there. And I think he's done enough to say, right, here's five, six starts, go prove yourself, you know, get yourself a goal and, and, and something to build on that, mm. you know, I think dropping him in here, dropping him in there, it's, it's, it's tough to kind of, to, to get a rhythm and to, and to, and to build confidence, you know? So I think he's kind of done enough nearly to, to deserve that at this stage. Yeah. I think if you so. give yeah. him, if you give him, you know, like a had three years, for example, he hasn't done it. Yeah. yeah, Gordon's only going to get better he's going to keep improving and he has a massive scope for improvement there and I think the manager is doing well with him again say what you want about him but I think he is a good one-to-one manager for anything else for improving players and even Gordon going away getting a couple of goals with the England under 21 yeah. on his debut sure, that'll bring him on yeah. that's going to bring him up again so I think he's uh, he's just waiting for the first of December to get his his first goal in front of the Gladys Street, isn't he? <laughs> yeah. the, the only problem with oh, not problem with Fabio Gordon is, um, and it's not his fault. Like I, I don't want him to become this player that ah uh, we'll just put him in somewhere. I I I'd like to see a position for him. Normally, like he, he like I said, he has done well on the left. Uh, I know he played well on the right, and he his his forward game I think suffered a little bit. Or, uh, I just don't want him to become this utility player where he only gets in if there's someone else out or someone else out of form. So I'd like to see a position for I know some I think Collie said it. He thinks his position is his best position is like a, where Townsend played last week actually behind Richarlison or behind whoever's up front. But um, again, I just I think he's done enough, like I said, to to, to warrant a start. It's just a matter of where he starts. That's that's the only thing. Where you put him in. Yeah, I suppose it's kind of saying is is 
is great is Gray's best position on the left or is it kind of in behind? Yeah. You know, yeah. and it's, it's trying to find that balance. But I think just the legs of Gordon, you know, mm. and as well as why we're down bodies, having Townsend a bit more central, it just kind of gives that that option for now. But it's a case of get in and play, prove yourself, you know, because they're all fairly flexible. You know, Townsend can go left, right, centre, so can Gray. And by the looks of things, so can Gordon. So having them interchanging is is a, is a good option as well, just to just to be able to mix it up. So you know, it, I I just think that he deserves a run just to try to build confidence. You know, yeah, more course, than yeah, so. especially after you know, I was I was very very disappointed that he didn't start after the United game because I thought I thought he was probably one of our better players. But uh, listen, and like you said, Chris Rafa Rafa couldn't know. But the thing I like about uh, Rafa, you see a couple of training videos. And he's walking off. He's talking to Gordon like on his own, just to tell them walking off. So his man management has obviously come to the fore and improving players like Gordon. Yeah, that's his what he's known. If you listen to you know interviews with Carragher and stuff before the manager joins, players that have played under him have said he's. He's, you know, he gets this reputation for being demanding, always wanting more, always trying to improve you. And I think Carragher mentioned that there was times where he'd never give you any credit. Even when you do well, he won't say, well done, or give you a pat. Mm. He'd always tell you what you didn't do. Because he's always trying to, exactly. But a lot of the players that played under him said they played their best football under him. Even though he he was so demanding, you know, so obviously his his methods are it's his way of getting the best and just trying to demand improvements. There's obviously players nowadays are going to be touchy and they want an arm around the shoulder, and that's where I suppose you know it doesn't it doesn't necessarily work with everybody. But I think Townsend again is one of those lads where he he done really well under him up at Newcastle, so he's one of those players where. He, he thrives under that, just being constant and gay, constant what you can do better and taking that mm. advice on board. And Every player is different, you know. Um, that's where I think we have to give them a bit of time as well to kind of get the right players with the right mentality in because a lot of players are kind of prima donnas now and they're sensitive and, you know, as you said, they don't like that tough love approach. So like, we have to kind of give them a bit of time to get his own players in he he can manage in his way that fit into the system he wants to play. You know, we have some players there that ugh, they can't take the criticism or the pressure or the constant demands is too much for them and they go into Which, a shell yeah. and they don't have bravery or leadership if you know what I'm trying to get at. But um yeah, yeah look like you said, he's dead right, you know, everyone should be constantly trying to improve, no matter who they are, what position they are. And unfortunately for us, there's just not enough competition in certain positions. So players are comfortable in their roles, whether they have poor performances or not. There's no backup for them, so they can take their foot off the gas and they're still going to play. But hopefully when we get players back and we improve the squad a bit more, that, that'll be drummed up even higher, that competition for places. And that's only going to bring the best out of players. And if they're not happy with it or not doing it, they, they'll be out the door, you know? Yeah, I think that's the way. Actually, just on that, he kind of showed us a bit of rootless during the week that um, one of the medical fellas got the elbow. He's there a long, long time. Um, I don't know what's going on, whether he's blaming him on all the injuries or 
uh, had a row with him or I don't, I don't know what went on. But uh, it just shows, Rich, that like, you don't mess with Rafa. It's his way or the highway. Yeah, to be honest, look, I suppose he's coming in and it's... If there's something that's affecting results, it's it's on Rafa. It's going to fall. So he has, you know, I suppose he has the right to kind of put who in place who he wants to have there. You know, mm-hmm. I think he, the the guy he's brought in from Newcastle brought down the the amount of of muscle injuries by a dramatic kind of percentage when when he, when he went in there. And you got to look at small small details that can make a difference in mm. at at that level. I would have no problem with it because you want everybody. To be on their toes. He's a new man, kind of, you know, he's in, in there a couple of months, but you want him to say, right, that if I'm not performing to the best, if I'm not doing every little thing and being pushed and feel like you're being pushed to do everything I possibly can to better the club, to better the players, you know, that just, there's no sentiments here. You know, it's gone. And as we know, said Danny had a, had a history. It's his second spell at the club. His father was assistant manager on the Royal. So, you know, again, it's a case of, you know, I wouldn't say he's comfortable. You know, you see that uh, the rep he has with a lot of players, you know, and they've all been kind of showing support for him during the week and things like that. But I, I I would have absolutely no problems with it. I think, you know, that's what we need to be ruthless and we need to be kind of saying, right, I have someone who's who's better to come in and to improve the club, to improve the players. And that's the way we get better. Yeah. But again, like Chris said, it can't be sentiments as much as if you're not doing the stuff, someone else will do. I think Joe quickly um, there was an article out a few weeks ago with Benitez saying that we should be in a much better position with the money we've spent you know with the money Mishiri's invested in the club we should be in a lot better position and all departments need to be improved so maybe this is the start of it obviously look we need to improve on the pitch we know that so, you know, we are, we've talked about jobs for the boys with coaching and academy and are, have we got the best people in, you know, managing the 23s or the under-18s or, you know, all this kind of stuff, director of football. So I don't think he's afraid to ask questions. He ruffled a yeah. few feathers at Newcastle with Ashley and that, didn't he? So he's not afraid to... And Liverpool as well, I think he got, he got, got sacked, didn't he? Because he was... He ruffled a few feathers. He went into Liverpool and some of the some of the sort of um, coaching staff that have been there years at younger levels, he just rid, rid them all. Fellas mm. that have been there years that have given service to them. He just got rid and brought his own fellas in and rootless, you know, he's, he's always cold as, as, as you're saying with him. So you wonder what's going on behind the scenes. I'm sure there's going to be more things coming out. More people are going to leave the club and, Look, if we can get the best people in for the job, it's the only way the club is going to improve because where we are at the minute, we seem to be going backwards, if not stagnating. Mm. So I don't think it's a bad thing to have someone in there that's going to ask questions of brands, of Denise, of Mishiri, someone that just wants to improve because it's just in you. Like, you just always want to win, you know, like even at playing football me you just want to win you know it's, I don't know how people can just be in in a role and they just don't strive to be the best they can or you know always want to get better or get higher and higher so mm. I think Benitez is one of them where it's just ingrained in him that he just wants to constantly be the best all round and you know he's going to push everyone and he's going to bring the people that he thinks that are, are going to get us there you know uh, well Richard said if it falls on his head it doesn't go right so it's up to him to 
put everything in place to make sure that we get better. And just getting back to the match, Rich, a uh, couple of, obviously, the major incidents, uh, the penalty. Uh, that, that was right in front of me, actually, at, at the game. And it, like, I just don't know how the ref get the penalty straight away. And we all, we all seem to play, but I just don't know how he changed his mind. Even when I look at replays, it was a stonewall pen. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm kind of lost for words with uh, the whole incident around it. You know, going to the screen, John Moss not being able to make his mind up. He's so far behind the play, he can't even keep up on television. He's adopted. Oh, yeah, you know, he's, he's one of the slow, just on the, he's, he's one of the slowest referees. I've yeah. never seen that football match. I mean, he's, he's, it's, he's just when, so unfit. It's ridiculous. When you send a ref to a screen, to watch to to watch a replay and he watches it three minutes. You know, you see a lot of replays in two minutes or whatever it is. Mm. And you know, that's not clear and obvious if you're kind of still scratching your head and you're saying, right, what's what's the error here? Or is there error? Did he get a touch? Did he not get it? If you're not sure, you know, if it's not yeah. I, I don't see it. But the whole thing around it, you know, he still you can look at it a couple of ways. He followed through and he still caught him they got the ball afterwards. Even if you're to take it back, kind of to before it, Gordon got cleaned out on the edge of the box. We got nothing. Yeah. We got nothing out of it. it yeah. It's a completely baffling situation. But for me, I don't think he. If he got something on it, he didn't get enough on it. You know, it would, it's easy kind of say in the slow down replays and the whole lot. But for me, it's a penalty. Yeah, it, if there's no one, if, if you're you're on that end as well, because you're down the ground. So it was a, it was a, just a. Definite, definite penalty all day long. Yeah, completely agree with Rich. Joe was right in front of me, and watching it back, it was a nail on panel. He didn't get enough on that ball to even change the direction of it. You know, yeah. he didn't, if you got a strong hand, ball goes the other way, fair enough. But got a fingertip of anything on it, and literally raked for Charleston's ankle from underneath him. It was these things only seem to happen to us. It just a throwback yeah. to same. Cavanagh again, the the goal against United before. That's right, yeah. And then he sent, he sent Ancelotti off. Yeah. Exact same fella. And he's VAR next Saturday, by the way. And Atwell as the ref, just for just for the crack. Yeah. And then he owes us, he owes us one from last but, week. Um, yeah, baffling. And look, like Rich said, it's to take that long. It wasn't clear and obvious error. They should have went with the original decision. If it was at the other end, I'm sure it would have been a nail on penalty, you know ridiculous and then even at the end let, let the passage of play, play play out and then pull back and look at it yeah. you know because yeah. Richie did get back up look he mightn't have scored but I mean he was he could have dinked it over Larice or put, put it in the far corner you know when he got back mm. up so that was ridiculous to just give them a free out it made no sense whatsoever and like you said these things only seem to happen to us that's a game changing decision you know all of a sudden, you're not 11th, you're sitting in, you know, eight or nine to couple of po- two or three points off fifth place. These mm. are big decisions that are cost, and, and it's not only us, it's all teams. Like the standard of refereeing is appalling. Like it's a multi million pound business, this Premier League. Yeah. It's not just, you know, well, it is what it is. The video referees and all are still getting decisions wrong. It's appalling. John Moss, shocking. Yeah, so, uh, like yeah, I said, I, just every time I see John Moss, he, he just flops around the pitch. He's, he's, he's a jo- and I think it shows the standard refereeing in, in England now. But I think there's only a couple of lads with FIFA badges where they used to all nearly have them rich, and now there's just like one or two, and they're just they're just not up to 
the standard that needs to be. Yeah, I, look, I'm probably not the best fellow because I wouldn't have time for much for, for many of them anyway. But anytime mm. you kind of see, oh, he's ref in the weekend, it's rare you kind of go, ah, he's okay. You know, Michael Oliver probably, but there's not a whole pile of, you know, that stand out and say, he's a good ref, you know, that you can, that you know that he'll kind of do something. But at, at present, it's it's just poor. But I think it goes back that there are, whether it's a case that, we know who's on the fourth official. We know that they're ref. They're not going to throw their buddy under the bus, you know, yeah, and kind of, yeah. kind of protecting each other as opposed to saying, you know what, I and mean, then we can blame it on the VAR and that's what it is. And it's not a case of that they don't want to be seen to be going against each other almost. So mm. they're trying to back each other up, but it's 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 wrong. They need to do something about it anyway. You know, you look at the the qualifier, the European games there during the during, during the week, the World Cup qualifiers, and standard of ref is just much better. Yeah. For, from however it is, I don't understand it. But just two other things kind of on the penalty. Um, if Richie stays down, does he give it? Is it the fact that it possibly that he gets up? And also, is it the fact that it's Richardson and the, the fact that Richardson gets up that he's that, that he's putting doubt into their minds? Then Jesus, he goes down a bit. If he's getting up, maybe he wasn't touched. What do you mm. think on? Yeah, but it doesn't I matter. I, I know it shouldn't matter. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, it's like Chris said as well, and I think it was Ashley Williams on match of the day. He said that we should be more annoyed about uh, what happened after he got the penalty. We should have, like, Richardson could have had a shot. He could have squared it to whoever was, I think it was Gordon was at the edge of the box, could have had a shot. Put the ball in the back of the net and then then have a look. But, like, we, we screamed pen straight away. When we get the pen, we were all happy. So it's, it's kind of a double edged sword, but. Uh, I don't see why, like Chris, you said, I don't see why they can't let play uh, progress and then have a look at it. If if he's going to have a look at it all, and the longer it went on over there, oh, I said, geez, this lad's going to change the point. I mean, they just as soon as they go to the screen, it's changed. I, yeah. I said, what, what's to look at? I was kind of saying to myself, is he looking to see is it like a red card or the tackle? Like you said, it's the tackle beforehand on Anthony Gordon. He, he took him straight out. Mm-hmm. So that's, I thought he was looking at that. There's mm. no way in hell I thought he was going to change his mind, Chris, about the panel. Yeah, what can, you, what can you say, to be honest, pal? Just once he went over and the longer it dragged out, you just knew yes. really. Yeah, you know, it's. There was one last year that actually went far. I remember we played Arsenal away and they got a panel. The passage of play ended and they went to VAR and overturned it. Hmm. It wasn't even a penalty. It happened to be offside. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got yeah, out of yeah, jail yeah. when we yeah. actually beat Arsenal away. It shouldn't have been a penalty. That's what they should have been looking at, but they were looking at the offside. And we got out of, mm. we got out of jail there, but they let the passage of play play. Then they look back at VAR, where was n- no reason whatsoever, unless you're going to give the penalty to blow up there. You know, I, I just can't wrap my head around that. It was it was a bit enough to stuff an Elvis, you know. Richarlison hungry for a goal. He you know puts that in the top corner. You one nil up. He's buzzing. The place is buzzing, and mm. you could be walking out with a one nil win, and everyone's happy. So it's just uh, it's unfortunate. But I, I have to say, in, in those moments, I appreciate the little things like the referee going over to look at the screen and the elflers in the paddock giving them absolute. Helters, <laughs> I love all that. It's great. Just wait <laughs> for the derby game now. The eight o'clock oh, kick off on a Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Gonna be carnage. Oh, yeah. We'll be all staying before. We'll be all over by six o'clock. <laughs> <laughs>
Uh, another uh, big incident, Rich, obviously the um, the sending off. But like when Hogan came on, uh, he, he was kind of there to shore up, like sitting where where Delph was sitting, and obviously because sports are kind of kind of the last few minutes they were kind of getting into the game. They were starting to get on top, not on top a little bit, but they, they, they're getting more chances. But like he got the ball away twice, and one of the times when the man went in and, and hit the post, I said, "Jesus." This lad's a liability, and then he just prayed with the boy. It, it was a, it was it was a definite sending off. Yeah, I suppose first of all to look at the substitution and that the fact that it was Holgate that was called to play in midfield as opposed to Gabamon kind of says an awful lot about Gabamon where he is. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I thought Holgate, you know, because you'd say right, the game had opened up a bit kind of at that stage, and that Gabamon may struggle to get up to the pace of it, but Holgate did not get anywhere close to it. As you said, he gave the ball away two or three times, caught in possession, they hit the post from it, and I think the head had completely gone. He was just looking to mm. do something of note, you know, but he had time on that ball. He probably didn't even have to get off his feet, like, you know. The challenge was, yeah, for me, look, it was a straight red. It was it was reckless. There was, there's no, there's no defending it, but, um, yeah, it was it was it was really poor. Um, you wonder kind of where where that chap is at, at at present. You know, he's from two seasons ago from being pretty much a shoe in week in week out. Picked up a I don't know was it a broken toe towards the end of the season? It just hasn't mm-hmm. hasn't recovered at all. And you wonder kind of now is it time to kind of say right if there's people and seemingly there was clubs interested to let him go and that you can kind of say right that uh, Jared Brantwaite can be that kind of four choice and try to centre half and try to develop him you know if we are stuck for money as well that you have a chance of getting a couple of million in there in the in January so for me he's 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 gone beyond stagnant and he's gone backwards you know a lot and I think that Sunday didn't do him any favours no no I think it's it's similar to a few players Chris as well like uh, his confidence is just rock bottom I mean like Rich said he was he came back from the loan of West Brom and uh was class. I think he was kind of in with a shelf for player of the year there a couple of seasons ago. But uh, he's just he's just gone back. And I think it's like he is probably fourth, if not fifth, choice for centre half now at this stage. Yeah, it sort of has a feel about it that it's probably best for both parties if he moves on somewhere. I don't mm. um, don't necessarily see it happening for him. Um, as Rich said, I think he did. He got two player. He got player of the year two, three seasons ago, and he just hasn't hit those heights. And he said himself, he had an interview during the summer that last season he didn't hit the level for one reason or another that he expects to be at, and just doesn't seem to be happening for him this year. And again, look, centre backs is all about partnerships and consistency, and he hasn't really had that either. And on the few occasions he has played this season. He hasn't done himself any favours. That um, the tackle on the edge of the box was a shambles of Villa, or sorry, at oh, Wolves. Yeah. Nearly, yeah. You know, it was a, he, he's sort of, he's prone to them kind of tackles. He's, yeah, he kind of lives the head, doesn't he? Just jumps erratic. in, yeah. Mm. He's erratic, exactly, yeah. And I think after, after getting caught in the ball and giving the ball away, maybe he thought, you know, the crowd like a big tackle, if I throw in a big tackle and he'll get the fans on side and, but it just went completely wrong. There was no need for it whatsoever. And where I was in the Gladys Street, you now it didn't really, so I didn't couldn't see it clearly at the time mm. until, until I seen it back after the game. It was a nail on red, but 
in the stadium, obviously, from where we were, it didn't help that initially it was a yellow, then he goes to VAR again, and then kids are red, everyone was fuming, but in hindsight, it was, a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a shocker of a tackle, and that's him gone for three games, and you don't really see a way back for him now, to be, to be quite honest with you, but uh, again, it underlines the struggles we have in that position, that you're having a shoehorn, a centre-back in, hasn't played much, we don't, we're just so short on options, and you know, on another day, geez, that goes in off the post and or hits Pickford in the back and rolls into the net and Holgate's finished. You know, there'd be no way back for him then with the mm. fans after that because I think it would have been really, really harsh um, if they had have, had have gotten a goal out of that. We wouldn't have deserved that to be beaten again. And the whole narrative changes then, you know, it's four defeats on the, on the trot. Then we've City to come up, it could be five. And mm. So, yeah, we got away with one there. Um, but what can you say? Yeah, I just probably there was murmurs that Brighton were in for him for Holgate and that, and maybe a move like that to maybe a smaller club might do him good, where he might be a bigger name than he is at Everton, you know, might do him good. But what can you do? Yeah, I think, yeah, I think he's one of a number of players that I think that the time is up, they've, they've had chances and it's just not. I think it's just time to go on. Like I said, Chris, for both parties, maybe. But uh, yeah, we did sports game there, anyway, uh, and now we look forward if that's that's the way of uh, ordering it to Sunday. Uh, I said earlier, I watched the United and City game, Rich, and City just absolutely passed United to death. I mean, it was just, it was like a training video. It was just, just class to watch, but Scary at the same time now that we're up next. <laughs> I mean, they, they, were, they were in cruise control. They, they didn't get out of first gear, like, you know, they, and they didn't have to, they didn't have to, but, you know, they united chasing shadows um, early doors. And yeah, I mean, they're, they're frightening what they do. You know, you kind of say, right, what do we, how do we go about it? How do we combat it? And I suppose we just need to be compact and need to be kind of set up, set up really well because they will obviously dominate the ball for for the whole lot of it, and we just need to kind of stay stay in the game and hopefully that you can frustrate them as much as possible. You know they have lost to West Ham, they have lost to Palace this season, so they're not infallible by any means. Mm. But we just need to kind of hang in there and to try to you know I suppose again it from the way we've been playing this season, kind of setting up to play in the break, it does kind of play into our hands to say, right, that if we can kind of soak up a bit of pressure and hopefully we'll have kind of like boys that'll be fresh after a bit of a break, Richardson and Mary Gray kind of both after, you know, they, they weren't away or anything. So with a bit of pace, Gordon kind of probably on a bit of a high after a couple of goals, you just hope that these lads can be, you know, it's, you'll get one, two chances and you just, can, we'll, we'll have to be clinical, but been very optimistic, you know, when you see City, yeah. they seem to be just kind of ramping up now, you know, they just seem to be kind of hitting their stride, but whether there's a, you know, I suppose it's always a funny game at, back after the break too, whether lads are kind of back up to full tilt, kind of flying in at different times and things, you just hope that you might catch them on and off there, but that's about the size of it, I think, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. I, I love, traditionally, Chris, Chris, we give them a good game, do you know what I mean? Like, we've, we've, we've won a couple of big wins there, so, um, as as much as I'm afraid of it, uh, I think if we just sit 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 in and like we said, play them on the break. But um, I just I'm really really not looking forward to it after seeing the United match. 
like the squad of players he has, incredible. They've just you look at them and you know they from one to a level. Bard Ederson, but any of their outfield players could score at any moment. You know the mm. goals all over the pitch. They don't have just one way. I know they, like you said about the way they pass the ball, but they come at you from all angles. You know they can switch the play. They can score from long range. They can play through you. They're just they're unbelievable. I think what we done well against them at time, they hammered us away. Let's be honest, we dropped our guard last year. That was a yeah, stinker. Yeah. But I think we played them at home at times. We held in, we held in for you know a fair amount of time. I thought we done okay. Conceded a few goals and they beat us three one. But um, you know they like to get sort of in and around with sort of Mares, Sterling, whoever in and around the fullbacks and overlap. So I mean if we can cut up and pull the ball back in around the penalty area, if we can. If we can be tight and we can stop them pulling the ball back into around the edge of the box and getting in behind the fullbacks, you know we'd have a we'd have a decent chance. But you know the worry is it's just not sustainable for ninety minutes, and we we don't really have the technical players to be able to maintain possession for more than probably five passes. It's just going to be a constant barrage of pressure, but. If we can set up well, and it is a good point, Rich brought up after the international break games can be a bit, you know, slow to start off. Teams aren't really in their rhythm again. It could maybe if you're clutching at straws, it could be a good time to play them. And look, we know we do have a bit of pace on the break. Gordon went really well at Old Trafford. He won't have any fear if he plays. Gray should be fresh. Richie, and um, you know, it's probably too early for Decore. Hopefully, Delph is okay against his former club. Sit him in again for 70, 75 minutes. And mm. uh, yeah, that's really all. We're only going to get a couple of chances. We're going to have to be clinical, it goes without saying, but they are certainly beatable. But these kind of games, what bothers me with these kind of games is it's not being beaten by a better team. There's better teams in the league are going to beat us, and that's the be all and end all. But we seem to be beaten before we go out. We play with fear, yeah. you know. Yeah. Like Palace went there with no fear and they, they turned them over, you know. Obviously, they got a bit of luck, etc. But they have young lads there, a bit of pace about them. Not afraid, you know, of Manchester City. Not afraid of the names or intimidated. They go and stick to their plan, play their game. But it just goes back to us not having enough leaders or characters or winners in our team. I think we go, we play with fear. We play within ourselves at times and... Maybe we show teams too much respect and we we don't do the basic things well. We don't get into them. We don't get about them. We're just too standoffish and we admire of De Bruyne and we let them play and we let them dictate things. So who knows? Who knows? You know, games where we've expected a win, we've been beaten and we've got results where we haven't expected it. And um, maybe if we had a full team, if me, hopefully me and be back, but we're still going to be without Dakare and Dom. Probably mm. were, were obviously recording this without having seen the the press conference. So full team maybe it'd be a bit more a bit more confidence. But again, with the players missing against a team in that caliber, you know they could they've a choice of twenty four top notch players they could put out against us. So it is going to be possible. And I think if we do get beaten by a couple of goals, we can't you know knee jerk reaction and throw our toys out of the pram because as I said before, it's a it's the games against your Waffords and Wolves that we should have been taking points from, not your cities away, it's Chelsea's away. It's they're, the, they're the games where you're not, you know, they're, they're not, as I said, nailed on the feet, but they're not the games that are going to 
dictate where we finish. You know, it's the teams around us and teams below us. So, yeah, look, it's it's hard to be optimistic, but look, you just you just don't know. I just want to see us going, being sure of ourselves, playing without fear, threatening them, giving them a game, and showing positive signs that we're starting to pick up again. And hopefully, after that, then coming into maybe the Brentford game and the Derby, we'll we get close enough to getting a full team back. Because at the start of the season, when we had a full team out, we looked quite good. And we were playing good ball. We were dangerous. We were creating chances. So when we do have our full team out, I think we were a match for the majority of teams in the league on our day. So, you know, hopefully we can we can do ourselves justice. And you look, we might get a draw. You never know. Fingers crossed. Yeah, I'd actually take a draw now. It's similar to going into the sports game, Rich. I'd, I'd have taken a draw, but it's 100% I'd snap your hand off now for a draw. Yeah, I mean, under this different circumstances, I think with Spurs, I just didn't want to lose and I would have been, you know, yeah, I, just, yeah. I definitely would have taken it. I think we needed to stop the rot, whereas here, I think we're really, really up against it. You know, they're top class side. So I think a draw would be, I think for, any, for anyone going there, going, going away to City, a draw is a good result. You know, so I think kind of saying that, oh, I expect to win or whatever, I think it's been it's been crazy. You know, you get a, if yeah. if you do, Brilliant, you know, and it's it's, yeah, yeah. It, it's you're going in and it's smash and grab, you know. You're not going to outplay a city. You're not going to turn them over over handy. So, and that goes for anyone in the league, you know. So, I think a draw would be would be a great result. You know, there's not too many teams will go there and, and, and get a point. So, mm. you know, as Chris mentioned, it's the it's the teams around us and below us that we need to be beaten, and and that, and that's where we'll kind of determine where we'll finish. Yeah. Okay, then we're going into uh, predictions for this. Uh, we'll start with you, Chris. I just uh, can't really see us scoring, to be honest, Joe. I think we've been short of goals the last couple of games. So, And I don't think they will hammer us. I think we'll be set up okay and we'll hold out for a while. And at 2-0, I think they'll beat us probably 2-0, a comfortable 2-0 for them, unfortunately. Mm. Rich? Me, I going kind of similar but I think we will score I think we might go ahead and then they'll kind of just get it together I went 3-1 City 3-1 yeah I, I'm going to go 2-1 uh, I, I just I, I, to be honest I think the only way we're going to score is going to be like uh, corner free kick penalty something like that um, but I just I just like I said I watched them against United they were just unbelievable and this this system they play with it, like no striker and they just they but there's men come from everywhere. They just seem to have an, an extra man on the pitch all the time. It's just the yes. movement is just scary. So yeah, I'm gonna go two one. And like I said, we always say, hopefully we're all absolutely wrong and everyone wins. So <laughs> that's uh that's the but I just can't say. I do just think they're like like you said, Chris, they're starting to ramp up now because that defeat against Palace, I think it's going to put a gap between them and Chelsea now. And I, I just think that they'll start to, to kick on now and hopefully it doesn't start with us hopefully it's next week I think it was this time last year Joe didn't they start off fairly slow then they just won about 15 games on the trot or yeah, something you know there's yeah. no more no more international breaks now I think until it was probably March or April is it so there's a fair over Christmas it's easy to put back to back wins for, for, for them so this seems to be when they tend to hit their stride with the school because other clubs don't have the squad as well that they have. They can put out a different yeah. eleven week after week and still be fresh, whereas everyone else can't necessarily, you know. But hope for the best, huh? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's, it's just fancy football in real life for them. It's it's just 
It's just scary. Like I don't think Sterling's got a kick in the last three or four games. You come on now, score a hat trick. <laughs> so, it's just mad fancy football. Okay, boys, thanks very much for today. Cheers, boys. And- Thanks for listening to the podcast. If you're interested in joining the Irish Toffee Supporters Club, just send an email to memberships at irish-toffees.com or visit our website www.irish-toffees.com. Up the toffees.